Hello and welcome to another edition of the Rouse Review. I'm your city manager, Dan Hoffman, and with me is Amy Simmons, communications director. Hello, Amy. Hello, Dan. How was your weekend? It was excellent. Excellent? Yep. Another, had... soft, another softball tournament. Yes, and, and you yourself had a good, a big weekend, didn't you? Mm, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I know exactly what we're talking about. I, you know what? For the next pot, oh, I should have invited some of the staff. I couldn't make it, uh, but I know some of the staff did, but Amy had a dance recital. <laughs> You sound like a three-year-old. <laughs> no, it, there were grown, it, there were children, but there, you're a grown person. Yes. And now, just to be clear, you weren't dancing with the children. No. It wasn't a bunch of three-year-olds and then you right. showing them up. I have been dancing since I was three, though. There you go. There you go. Well, how'd you do? I did well. well I was proud. You're modest. Yes. You're modest. Well, yes. I'm sure it was a wonderful event. Thank you. And uh, everyone said that you did a great job. And... Uh, it's good to have hobbies. <laughs> yes, getting back into the hobby. It's been a while. Good. Well, okay. you know, now that COVID's lifting, I think we're all looking to get out and do yes. stuff. It's been nice to get around adults and do something you enjoy doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of that. I know we'll probably be talking about some of the um, some of the activities mm-hmm. happening out of the park in a little bit. But uh, this summer, we are planning for and preparing for a pretty active summer um, a lot, a lot of stuff, exactly. A lot of stuff for folks to do out at the park, uh, and all around town. Uh, the walking mall has been very active, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Love outdoor cafes. Absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about um, tomorrow night's com- uh, city council meeting. So yep. relatively light agenda. No work sessions canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have any items for it. I. This will be. The, this is the second time in a row we've canceled work session. Thanks it's to the be, committees. Thanks to the yeah. committees. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So thing, the committees are working as intended. They're taking some of the. They're making Tuesday evenings uh, a little less onerous, uh, which is great, um, and allowing for some more in-depth discussion around issues at the committee level. Um, so, but we let's see. So the agenda is pretty pretty light overall. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about now that the budget's done. I think you'll see a lot of the agendas will be. A little less uh, lengthy through mm-hmm. through the summer. We'll still be plenty plenty of stuff to discuss, but uh, tomorrow we are going to talk about uh, some blighted properties, and I think you'll see more and more of that. So um, the state is allowing us to be a little more aggressive with um, properties that are blighted. Uh, it's definitely one of my priorities to make sure that we're doing something to address the number of blighted properties around town, uh, especially given the cost of housing. Uh, you know, the fact that we're landlocked, we don't have a lot of land just to sit uh, with a you know a house that's crumbling. So uh, we're going to be a little more active, a little more aggressive in getting some of those issues taken care of. So this uh, won't be the last time we discuss blighted houses uh, at the uh, with the city council. So uh, other than that, so today we're talking about Building Safety Month. David Parker's going to be in here in a couple of minutes. Uh, Amy, do you have anything before we invite David in? No, let's get started. All right, here he is, uh, David Parker, building inspector, the person to make sure your houses don't fall down on top of you and that your contractors do good work, at least up to the law. Minimum standards. Minimum standards. I, I think we, there you go. That doesn't sound like enough, no, though. Up to minimum standards. I we, don't like minimum. Safe standards. 
Um, yes. Safe, yes. Safe spawn. There you go. Safe yeah. standard. <laughs> I know technically it's minimum standard. It is technically the minimum standard. Technically the minimum standard, but uh, but it's the safe standard. It so, is. Uh, David, uh, first off, introduce yourself, and what is your role? What does the building inspector do? Okay, thanks, first of all, for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm David Parker. I'm the building official with the city of Winchester. And um, our role as a building inspector is, like you said, to ensure compliance with the building code. Mm-hmm. And um, that has lots of different aspects. So um, that comes in from the plan review part. So we verify compliance with the plans. And then once the plans are approved, we set that in motion as far as the, the building aspects go. So we want to verify compliance with the building code, make sure we have a safe structure. Mm-hmm. Once a structure is under roof and occupied, we want to make sure that those occupants are safe in the structure. What kind of plans are we talking about? Um, so typically what we receive most of the time is um, design set of plans from an uh, RDP, registered design professional. and um, so Like for a house, a shed, well, anything? Anything. anything. Um, okay. t- typically we receive plans for most everything unless it's minor in nature, then we can waive that um, requirement. Yeah. And put, but, put generally, what's the threshold for needing an inspection, needing a permit, versus not. So if I'm going to put up a tent in my backyard, I don't need one, right? Um, it depends on the size and the occupant load. So anything less than 900 square feet and less than 50 occupants would not require a permit. Okay. So, so a pop-up tent, I'm all good. That's correct. Or like one of those tents that you see like at Apple Blossom or something ones. like that. One yeah. of the big ones. Mm-hmm. Circus correct. tent kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. Those, yeah, those things are pretty heavy. They crush you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then the, we have the whole concern about the sods. Um, if it has sods, they have to have exit signs, no smoking uh-huh. signs, fire extinguishers. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of different things. And also the flame spread on the tent itself. Gotcha. That we want to verify. What if I'm putting a, a deck in my backyard? Decks are a big thing. Most people uh, don't consider a deck as a, um, a hazard, but it can be if it's not attached right. Okay. So, yes, if you put a deck up, you're definitely going to need um, plans and a permit. Um, although with those, or in saying that, we do have a deck design guide, which is basically, hmm. um, basically like a recipe, like a cookbook. You follow a certain, okay. uh, the certain guidelines, mm-hmm. and it tells you exactly step by step how to build a deck. So, in lieu of plans, you can sign the deck design guide as a, as an affidavit saying that you're going to comply with those requirements. All right. So I go to Lowe's and I see a shed. And I go buy one of the prefab sheds and I plop it down in my backyard. Yeah, ha- happens a lot. Do and, I need uh, a permit? Uh, depends on the size. If it's, okay. if it's uh, larger than 256 square feet, then a permit is required. Okay. okay. Well, what doesn't require a permit then? Uh, what there... doesn't require a permit? Okay, retaining walls three feet in height or less. Um, the replacement of outlets, snap switches, uh, light switches. Mm-hmm. Um, of course... For residential, any kind of roofing, re-roofing, as long as it's shingles and not more than 100 square feet of um, um, underlayment, then that wouldn't require a permit. What about a pergola? Interesting. Uh, If it's attached to the structure, we do require a permit. Okay. There's there's been some back and forth Might have on to that. Fill out some paperwork. Yeah, and and you know that happens quite a bit. Most people don't think, well, I'm gonna go get a permit. They just put it up. Because I didn't. I didn't. Is it? For something that's got a roof, is there it has to be load bearing, or if it's going to be load bearing, is that one of the thresholds? Well, with the roof, our considerations are snow load. 
Okay. So we have a ground snow load of 35 pounds per square foot. So if it's, um, there, there's two different ways. There's rafters and there's trusses. Mm-hmm. So a rafter is usually something that's hand built. And we have a span chart that we verify the spans, make sure that you meet that loading based mm-hmm. on the, okay. the size um, and the spacing of your lumber. Gotcha. If it's a truss, typically it comes from a manufacturer. The manufacturer is going to certify everything, and they're going to give the snow load on the um, on the uh, truss detail. Okay, okay. And this is all to make sure you're safe. So oh, if, you, if, if this sounds yeah. like a lot, folks, <laughs> it's, a lot. It, it's just because you don't want your kid to get smushed when your pergola collapses. And I just want to um, just mention when in kind of on that, that the whole purpose of the USBC, which is a uniform statewide building code, is to protect the health, safety, and welfare of the residents of the Commonwealth. It's for your own good, people. All right, so um, we are a little tardy. Last month was (laughs) Building Safety Month. It was. My apologies, David. We didn't get you in here during the month, but it's important all year round. It is. So we are doing a little catch-up. It was a busy month last month. It was. So we had the budget and all kinds of stuff going on. So uh, we are retroactively observing it for last month. Um, Tell us why we have Building Safety Month. Um, Building Safety Month is to highlight and make the citizens aware of the importance Mm -hmm. of building codes. So um, Building Safety Month actually started in 1980 as Building Safety Week. And in 2011, it was expanded for the entire month. Okay. So um, basically, they break it down per week. So the first week is energy and innovation. So it wants to talk about okay. green construction and resiliency um, to product evaluation. So hmm. when we think about product evaluation, we're always getting new products. They're always designing and coming up with better ways to build things. So hmm. um, they like to highlight that, you know, um, to just to just make people aware that it's constantly changing. So when we talk about code change, one of the things is is those pot, uh, new products that come in. Okay. Um, so when they talk about energy, energy conservation is a big thing. So we have renewable energy, uh, renewable energy, mainly solar, water reclamation, and it's used for like water irrigation, flushing toilets, gray water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I talked about the, the new products. And typically we said that with DEX. Simpson okay. um, makes lots of different products for DEX, uh, deck attachments, mm-hmm. joist hangers, uh, things huh. like that. So that's the first week. Uh, the second week is training the next generation. So the next generation of code enforcement staff is, is one of those things where um, code enforcement is um, it's an aging uh, profession. Yeah. Uh, most of the individuals have been in the profession for quite a while mm-hmm. so we're always trying to recruit new people there's always constantly training through the state um to you know hmm. i guess brush up on the building codes or get knowledgeable on the building codes and um it's true because you don't hear a lot of kids saying oh i want to be a code inspector when i grow up but no <clears throat> no but it's, it, hey it's a it, it's a very viable and good career how is. long have you been doing it um building codes i've been doing it for um 16 years. 16 years. Mm-hmm. What were you doing before that? Um, well, before that, I worked for the city in, as a diff- in a different department. I worked for the Parking Authority. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, still enforcing codes, but uh, <laughs> chapter <Different> yeah, <laughs> chapter 14, which is parking regulations. Different chapter. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Excellent. 
Right, well, How yeah, so what else? We have oh, week, three. week three. Um, What's week three? So week three is uh, water safety. So water safety is a big thing. Mm-hmm. People usually take water for granted. They just go yep. hit the faucet and it comes yep. on. So one thing that I can kind of think where the city and our, I guess, city utilities and our department worked mm-hmm. together was the expansion tank project. Mm-hmm. The city has went in and they put double checks on all the water meters. Okay. So in doing so, they required an expansion tank be for thermal expansion so it's a closed system Hmm. so water once it heats up it expands it has no place to go so we had to do expansion tank um, in basically all the buildings in the city oh what does an expansion tank do an expansion tank basically just basically just like it sounds there it's a it's a there's a bladder in in just a small little tank and just basically takes the pressure off the system. Oh, okay. Because it's a closed system, has no place mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. And when we placed all the water meters, we had to do ex- expansion tanks for all the houses and buildings that didn't have any. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So it was a big, huge project. Yeah, it was a big project, and, yeah, but was, it was actually very that important. That was pre-me. Yes, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. yeah. It, okay. it took several years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a good project because now the water system, if there was a break in the water main, mm-hmm. that water that could potentially be coming from the house that mm-hmm. could be contaminated cannot flow back into the city's main. There we go. All another, right. Another safety yeah. measure. Another, yep. safety, another measure. safety measure. Yep. Week four. Week four is disaster preparedness. Okay. So we talked, you know, about disasters. We talked about the ground snow load. Oh, you know, they're yep. constantly evaluating that. The wind speed has mm-hmm. just been increased um, during the last code cycle. What does that mean? Um, so we have a, a maximum three-second gust of nine... It was 90 miles mm-hmm. an hour, and it just increased to 115. Okay. Just because the... And the, so a building has to withstand that. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So how... How, how often do we get that? Yeah. But not, not very often, but um, I don't know if you've noticed how with the, pather, the pattern with weather. Yeah. It's definitely increased it's and it's definitely worse. gotten worse. Yeah. Um, a couple uh, weeks ago, we had a, a lot of wind come through. It was pretty strong. So yeah. just makes you wonder, but... Um, Evidently, it does. Yeah, happen. I guess it only needs to happen once for it to knock yeah. your house down. I mean, the derecho, however you say that, was that the derecho? Yeah, uh, it was like in two thousand seven. Was that high enough to meet that threshold? Uh, it may have been. Yes, yeah. uh, I know yeah. around the the Jim Barnett Park, I think that's it where it knocked over a mm-hmm. lot of trees. Yes, it yeah. did. Yeah. Wow. Luckily, no structures were damaged, but because mm-hmm. we have good building codes. Yeah, that's there right, we go. Yeah, and we followed them. Absolutely. Yes. So, what else do we need to know about building safety month? Um, what else is on the list there? Well, um, so back to the the preparedness, the disaster preparedness. They also have seismic design. Um, we're not in that category, but you know it does cover basically the. You know, when we had when we had the earthquake, mm-hmm. when DC had the earthquake, did we get? We had little, we did, yeah. little a little tremors. bit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a little freaky. Yeah. Yeah, it was, but there are no requirements for us for the um, seismic. Yeah. We're, we're generally <laughs> we're pretty safe that. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty safe for that. here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it for the building safety month. Awesome. Yeah, so for <clears throat> that's you know, Winchester, you got no, no, you know, hurricanes, kind of. I mean, you get a little like remnants, uh, remnants of, it, yeah. of a hurricane. Yeah, we're pretty Not lucky. a seismically mm-hmm. active area. No right. volcanoes. No volcanoes. No tornadoes uh, normally. I mean, we get a blizzard ish, but not like they get in you know, places like Boston. Like once, once every 10 years yeah, almost. Yeah, we're yeah. very lucky with our weather. Yeah, we're, we're pretty, no wildfires Mm-mm, typically. No, thank goodness. Yeah. So we're, we're actually kind of perfect mm-hmm. in that regard. Yeah. Yep. Good old four seasons, not a whole mm-hmm. lot of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great place to live, people. Yeah, it is. All right. So f- before we go, what is the most common question? 
that folks get or or misconception that folks have when they come to get a permit things that people should have gotten a permit for but Maybe never that got happens a, a lot yeah, yeah. that yeah. happens a lot um that that's a good question um i would say the biggest misconception is that people think that we intentionally try to find things wrong with them mm. with their buildings yeah. or their plans and again our whole role is to protect mm-hmm. the health safety and welfare of the citizens so um, we do have these requirements and we definitely try to meet them um, but generally we try to be a facilitator we mm-hmm. try to work with the builders contractors homeowners to ensure that we do meet these requirements yeah they're there for your safety so which ones are violated the most if that's the right word um decks porches a lot decks and decks porches. porches yeah mm. so people are building decks without getting a permit yeah usually or they'll go in there and modify an existing deck or redo a deck and hmm. You know, if it's so generally, if they're just doing like the deck boards, mm-hmm. it's usually not a problem. But usually, once they open it up, they see some uh, joists that are bad, mm-hmm. or they want to change the stairs, or they want to redo this, and that would require a permit. Yeah, during May we did a little video oh, yeah. about common yeah. codes that yeah. you guys see. Well, that was a whole nother side of the codes um, that you know I can talk a little bit about. So we have the new construction side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we also have the um, property maintenance side. So on uh, the property yeah. maintenance side, we did do a video for Building Safety Month, month which um, featured um, Trevor and tall grass, mm-hmm. which is very mm-hmm. common this time of year. And we had yep. lots of, you know, vacant parcels or just parcels that aren't. Mow your ass, people. Mow your grass, yep. yes. Don't attract pests. Yeah. And then we also did the um, rubbish as well. Right. That's another litter. concern. Mm-hmm. Litter. Mm-hmm. Pick up your trash. Pick up your trash, and, yeah. And operable vehicles. And operable vehicles, yep. Those are big things. So a vehicle, mm-hmm. by definition, is it inoperable if it lacks um, state inspection license or if it's just not drivable. Flat tires are partially dismantled. Yeah. So they can't have those sitting on a property. That's correct. Where they can't have them sitting on a property. I know they can't be sitting on a road, but could someone, they would have to be zoned appropriately for, um, like I, you could be a mechanic. It, we, we, yes. Yes. I'm, yeah. yeah. If you're in running a business, yeah. you'd be But I couldn't have, have it in some, my driveway. No, correct. Right. Yeah, you but. couldn't have, that we're talking um, as mm-hmm. on residents. Mm, when I think about that. Yeah. Now, if it's in a, a garage or something like that or shielded mm-hmm. from public view, then that's one thing. But if it's just out in the middle of the yard and not yeah. covered or anything and just kind of, mm-hmm sitting then it's usually an issue yeah and people can use our city 311 system to let us know mm-hmm. what they see the inoperable vehicles or tall grass mm-hmm. and then you guys will go out and check oh, it absolutely yes yeah if you know we, we're proactive so we're out and about all the time um and also complaint driven as well mm-hmm. excellent well david thank you very much thanks for coming in and talk to yeah, us about you. uh building Appreciate safety it. month uh, which is every year in May. It is, yeah. <laughs> Last month. Last month. Uh, so next year, I promise we'll talk about it in okay, May. Okay, great. I look forward to it. Thanks, David. Thank you. So I know David was a little, uh, he had he had notes and he was a little nervous. I thought he did. Whenever we bring staff in and they're like, oh, a little nervous. Well, you know, it's they, also the boss interviewing them, so, you I'm, know. Yeah, but I'm not the boss. Yeah. I mean, and title. Yeah, well, maybe, but. And everybody likes to have a, a microphone shoved in their face. It's That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Put, putting in a mic in someone's yep. face. Or uh, camera. But no, this is, a, yep. this is a safe space. It's just a, just us in this room. No one else. No yeah. one else.
really not many other people are listening to it. So <laughs> who knows? Hopefully um, there will be. Hopefully there will be. No, uh, but David did a great job. Uh, and as all st- whenever we bring staff in uh, that are a little bit nervous, some of them just take to it like ducks to water, mm-hmm. but uh, everyone always does a great job. So, and David's been doing this for a long time. So yeah, everybody's um, just so nice. It's yeah. Nice to talk to him. And I may or may not have a pergola that needs a permit now that I realize it. So I will uh, be filling that out <laughs> promptly. See, this was good for something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if, well, anyways, I'll I'll talk to David about it. So, um, Amy, what do we have coming up? Okay, so I'll start with some good news. Not only was it your birthday last weekend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fake fake news. (laughs) The Old Town Splash Pad is now open. Finally, I've been getting so many questions about that. Yes, that's going to make a lot of people happy. Yeah, they fixed it because it was getting repaired. There was some maintenance, unexpected maintenance, because the governor finally lifted the requirement yeah. to close it mm-hmm. and then once that was done we realized there were some issues so yeah. it took them a little while to fix that i hope you guys love the splash pad because i'm not going to be proposing building another splash pad ever <laughs> they are maintenance hogs every yes. jurisdiction i've worked in mm-hmm. it constant issues constant yep. upkeep uh it, it's not it you keeps know, Corey busy it keeps Corey busy so i Enjoy it, folks. It is a very nice amenity to have in the walking mall, and mm-hmm. we put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It mm-hmm. lights up different colors at night. Very pretty. It's very pretty. So speaking of that, the hours are Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m., and Friday through Sunday, mm. 10.30 a.m. to midnight. Ten, to midnight? Yeah. So you can go out there and splash t- <laughs> okay. into bedtime. <laughs> it's okay. free to use, of See course. See how that goes. <laughs> yes. It's free, but uh, bring a few quarters in case you need to use the public restrooms right there behind it. Yes. There is a cool, I think it's 25 cents just 25 to open cents. the door. And yep. that is um, just to keep, keep yep. it clean and free. Absolutely. It is self-cleaning. Did you know that? I did. It's very yes. fancy. Okay. And if uh, that too, also fair amount of maintenance. So yes. uh, if you, if you residents see any issues with it or if it's not working, please feel free to let us know. You know, we'll keep on top of it. Yep. Okay, so we talked about Jim Burnett Park earlier, all the things they've got going on. Uh, the outdoor pool is now open. Mm-hmm. They have specific hours for general swimming, lap swimming, aquatic fitness classes, and pool rentals at the outdoor pool. Mm. But the indoor pool is now only open for lap swimming and senior and therapeutic swimming. And they also have an aquatics or arthritis class, mm. Tuesdays and Thursdays. So check the website for that. I might need that. Mm. Get some sore knees. Uh, always an old man. <laughs> No, no dancing for you. No dancing for me. Okay, so Winchester Police Department has announced their new CORE program in partnership with NAACP. So CORE stands for Community Organized Response and Education. It's a way for them to bring community members together with officers and Mm. talk about issues, have that two-way communication. On June 15th, they're going to hold their first meeting at 5 p.m. at the Timber Public Safety Building. And they're going to just talk about school resource officer program and mm-hmm. juvenile justice. Cool. That system there. So it's just a little educational piece they're starting. And then uh, if you need cooling assistance, they'll be starting uh, social services. will be starting uh, applications, accepting applications June 15th. So local residents can apply for assistance for purchasing and installing mm-hmm. a window air conditioning unit, repairing an air conditioning unit or heat pump, Electric bills for cooling equipment and security deposits for electric. So this is not assistance for people that are uncool. This is assistance for people who are literally too hot in their house. It's hot in their house. We're not giving them tips on how to be a cool person. No. Okay. No. But I'm pretty sure Amber over social services could do that. She's pretty cool. She is very cool. very awesome. When are we going to have her on the podcast? That's a good idea. 
maybe this Let's, month or next. Yeah. What are we do? What are we doing next time? See, we don't know. Maybe don't it's know. Amber. Maybe it is Amber. Amber is awesome. She's okay. very cool. So and author's cool and consistent. <laughs> <laughs> so she's double cool. She's double cool. Okay. So uh, check the social services website for that, or the, I think it also you can apply through uh, Common Help on the website. Help. Help. <laughs> we need a pop filter. You know, yeah, these little pop filters. The... Okay. Anyway, back to our actual podcast. <laughs> Back to the podcast. Okay. Winchester Parks and Recreation is offering a long list of recreational activities, as you mentioned, uh, this summer for all ages. There's stories and craft programs for families, cookie decorating classes, art classes, music lessons, sport camps, and they're also bringing back a lot of their summer events. Family Day Fishing Rodeo. Family Day Fishing Rodeo. Is coming up mid-June. Where do they fish? At Wilkins Lake in Jim Burnett Park. Do we have enough fish in there? We're going to restock it. Oh. There's a special stocking. What kind of fish do we put in there? I have no idea. Do we eat the fish? You can. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a beautiful lake. It is. It's very pretty. Spring-fed. Yes. Clear. It's it's awesome. So that, I believe, is... This is really a lake. It's more of a pond. What's the difference between a lake and a pond? I have no idea. It's like pond size to me. It looks like a pond, but it's called lake. Well, we What's call it a lake, so it's a lake. We're going with it. There you go. So that's mid-June, uh, 7 to 10 a.m. I think it's the 19th. Don't quote me on that. I didn't write that down. But it's mid-June going to the website. Uh, disc golf tournament. We have a disc golf course. Did you know that? I do. It's 18 beautiful. 18 holes through Jim Burnett Parks. We have a tournament coming up for ages 18 and up. All Paul's, 18 and up. Wow. Yes, an adult, adult a tournament. Grown up one. Yeah. All Paul's on deck. Okay. Do you know that one? I don't know that one. I guess it has to do with dogs. It does. So it, the, when the outdoor pool closes mm-hmm. to humans, we open it up for a day to the dogs. Oh. So people can bring their dogs as long as they have their shots, um, and they can swim in the pool. Very nice. Yep, it's a very popular. My program. dog would hate that. Really? Well, he's he's little. not very social. He's lo- he loves me. <laughs> he does, but that's not, it. <laughs> about the only person he loves. Yes. Okay, and then they also have swim under the stars, which is just come swim at night. Okay. And there may be some music and you know activities going on, and then they do Christmas in July at the pool. Very well. Our new Parks and Recreation director. I was going to ask you will be very yes. busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you see him around, welcome Chris Conyers. Yep. Uh, he is our new director of Parks and Recreation, you know, about a month away. So July 6th, I believe, yes. will be his first day. Mm-hmm. So a little ways off, but um, we are very excited. Uh, Paula Nofsinger has done uh, a great job being being the interim. She's normally our HR director, right. so she's <laughs> been pulling double duty for a while. And the interesting part is where is he coming from? Oh, Frederick County. Yeah, Frederick County Parks and Rec. We got one. We stole him. We stole one. <laughs> so, yeah, he was the superintendent there for 14 years. Long time. Yeah. yeah. So now he's coming over here to be director. Awesome. Next career move. Great place to work. It is. What else you got? That's it. We do have lots of jobs, speaking of that. so. Yeah, yeah, check out our website. Yeah, there's no jobs. reason. I tell you, I, I know we're coming out of a pandemic and everything, but there's no reason to not have a job. We have lots um, of jobs right now. Yeah. Part-time so, and full-time. Yeah, so check out our website. All right. And, and with that, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Rouse Review. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any ideas, uh, if you have any suggestions for things we should cover in the podcast, go check out the website. Amy, where on the website can they find that? On Open Town Hall. 
Uh, but if you go to WinchesterVA.gov. Yes, WinchesterVA.gov and go to uh, Ralph's Review, mm-hmm. and then there's a form there you can fill out. There you go. Give us some ideas. Um, and maybe next time we'll talk to Amber uh, Dubkowski. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, I'm your city manager, Jan Hoffman, and with me, as always, is Amy Simmons, communications director, and we'll see you around City Hall.